Hi, I'm Stargate Pioneer from Better Podcasting, a proud member of the Gunna Geek Network. Just like the show you're listening to now, the opinions expressed are those of each individual host. Check out all the other podcasts at GunnaGeekNetwork.com and get ready because geekiness begins in three, two, one. Stand by for a brand new episode of All Things Good and Nerdy, brought to you by the Gunna Geek Network. Bringing you the latest nerdy news and geekdom, here are the hosts of the show. Anthony. No pants, all bacon and dick butts. Naki. That was the joke, you dumbass. Willie. You're a bad person. Chris. We should probably, you know, do actual show stuff instead of talk about Willie. And sometimes some special guests. As Magneto once said, ha ha ha, welcome to die! Meat candy, woohoo! If you're a kid and listening, you rock and your parents are awful. A brand new ATGN starts in 3, 2, 1. Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 249, that's right, one away from Ramblecast. Of the All Things Good and Nerdy podcast, this is recorded live on Sunday, February 19th, 2017, over on Geeks.Live. What's going on, everyone? We got a full crew today. Oh, damn. There's all of us. Yep. Yo. I can... And I'm sorry for those who couldn't hear the pre-pre-show where I was singing some Leanne Rhymes. No. No, you're not. No. I did. No. He was actually singing Keanu no, already Harry. Happened. Talking about how he kissed a girl and he liked it. That's Katy Perry. I mean, he probably did like it. I think he's straight. Hell no, that's Katy Perry. She's awesome. How does Bachman know this? I love Katy Perry. Perry. I love love Katy Perry. Perry. I also love Pink. I love Pink. I love Pink. I don't love Katy Perry. There's a joke somewhere in here. She's got some great songs. I own a Katy Perry album, Willie. It's just problematic. I mean, this. I mean, I, my guilty pleasure is Miley Cyrus. I'm sorry. Ooh. Man, that Bangers CD was actually pretty good. Actually, I will give her a, a part. Was it Party in USA? Uh, that, that song. Is a, that is a solid song. It is a every, solid how, pop song. How, how does it go? No, you can't I'm do that. Very But in all seriousness, <laughs> I'm, I'm doing that. I have a story about Party in the USA. Actually, my buddy. Yay! Yeah, here's story time <laughs> with Chris, and then we'll get into the rest of the show. So do you need a bump? No, I don't have a. No, bump he doesn't that. need a bump. <laughs> but I, I live in a college town. I've talked about that before. So we tailgate every Saturday before college football games. We used to pride ourselves on the fact we'd be out there at 7:30 a.m. regardless of when kickoff was. And my buddy Paul, who runs the tailgates, has his tailgate mix basically of things we would play and the first song that would always play at 7 30 a.m was miley cyrus party in the usa so now i shit you not i have a pavlovian reaction anytime i hear that song i'm like it's time to tailgate it's football time time and for it, drinks exactly there's a secondary funny thing on this one too is we we would tailgate in the guest parking lot for one of the apartment complexes here because we bought passes there so 7 30 is when we would go and start up our music and our generators with everything to that need to be used to power everything. There were these one guys that would always come out and be like, oh, we know it's time to tailgate when we hear party in the USA. You guys are notorious. So we became their alarm clock. And then there were the other guys who were like, who are those effing a-holes that keep playing party in the USA at 730? We're like, yeah, that, that's us. You want a beer? That, I mean, I would be that guy who's like, motherfucker, it is 730 in the morning. Yeah. 
Well, it's, it's it's a game day. You wake up and you go drink early. I, mean, I live in Morgantown, West Virginia. It's a football city with a drinking problem. Excuse me, a drinking city <laughs> with a football problem. I said it wrong. That's because you're drunk. No, I wish I would. No. Wait, what? I mean, that's really easy, Chris. Just go upstairs, get a beer, and come back. <laughs> I only have three beers in my fridge, and it would probably take more than three beers to get me drunk, guys. I mean, I don't drink much anymore, I feel like- but... I feel like that's a small amount for you to have in your fridge. I don't really drink much. I've also yeah. got the liquor cabinet in my house hasn't been touched in like a year either. So, oh dang, maybe it's a sign I've grown up and gotten old. Is that I have passed my college days of when I'd be oh Thursday night at eight, let's go drink until Sunday morning at about eleven a.m. I mean, I used to we used to have um, fifty cent beer nights. Well, they would drink beers. I never I never got into beer. But like, and we would play pool because pool would be free on those nights. And I would get my, my, they would have pitchers of Mai Tais for a dollar. So I'd get a pitcher of Mai Tai and play pool and nothing good ever happened from that. Holy shit. A pitcher of Mai Tai for a dollar. Yep. Wow. Yeah. That's like, we had a, was it was a bar in uh, Everett, Washington. I think it was called Alligator Soul did 25 cent beer nights. And yeah, the the wall to wall sailors from the base. It's like, oh, cheapest fucking beer in town. Here we come. Yeah. Oh, my God. That bar was awful. So there were it two. Was the cheapest, worst beer in the world. <laughs> oh, so good. There were two bars <laughs> that did similar specials. There was Shooters that would do Thursday night penny pitcher night, which was. Oh, God. And this Everybody was a, dies. And this was a pool hall, <laughs> so it was a lot of fun. But they would only do penny pitchers of Milwaukee's Best, Keystone Ew. Light, and Pabst. Ew. And then there was another yeah. bar. everybody drank here. That's the hipster beer now. Um, and then there was another bar that was you pay your cover, and from like eight to eight to ten thirty or eleven, I can't remember what. It was basically all you can drink beer of like those same three beers, basically. Wow! I told you yeah, I live in a town with a really drinking. Trashed. I live in a drinking town, guys. <laughs> I saw. I this can't imagine. Rep- no town would try that with a Navy base. No, I don't know. I can't, I can't <laughs> confirm this. They would go this. broke. They would go broke so fast. <laughs> so I can't confirm this. I'd have to find the facts again. But at one point in time, Morgantown, West Virginia was responsible by itself for drinking 1% of the country's beer supply. Wow. Um, yeah. So we have a, there's a drinking problem here. <laughs> we, we party a lot. A it's problem? a college town where everyone comes in to play sport or to watch sports. Excuse me. So it didn't really surprise me. Yeah, I mean, we're this is Chicago land, and I was in the suburbs at the time, so there's not much to do in the suburbs. In case you, in case people are like, a lot of people like to to fantasize about the suburbs and living there and how glorious it is. It's actually really fucking boring. I've never fantasized about living in the suburbs, Naki. Oh, there are people who are like, I would love to raise my family in the suburbs, and oh, while it was that, fine. That's the you're... key. You said family. Yeah. yeah, it's going to be a cold that. day in hell when I have kids, guys. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you're living in downtown Chicago or around the downtown area and then you have kids, I can see why you would want to move to the suburbs. Yeah, but I mean, it's really boring. So there's that. There's a lot of the at least if you're rich, I don't I don't know, because I just dealt with a lot of rich moms. But like they just drink all day and then uh, come to the gym and work out while drunk and then go drink some more is what I'm assuming is what they did. Well, this has been a very exciting and interesting opening <laughs> of the show as we talk about everyone's drinking habits. I don't uh, drink anymore. I used to drink. I'm coming up on eight months. 
the extent of my drinking is, oh, maybe I'll have a beer. And then six months later, oh, I should have had, I should have had that beer. Shit. Oops. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there was a time when, uh, I drank this red colored beer and uh, when I throw it up, I thought I was bleeding internally because it was I thought this blood coming out of me. <laughs> I thought I'm on dying. Oh man, so there was much. <laughs> there was a New Year's I puked purple because I drank an entire bottle of Blue Hawaiian. Nice, that's just terrible, by the way. Puked purple all over my now ex boyfriend's uh, magic cards. There's <laughs> 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 magic cards. Who gives a shit? Exactly. <laughs> no, those things are fucking expensive. They are. They really are. Naki puked on a black lotus. Hater people. Hater. <laughs> I have a black lotus tattooed on my arm. <laughs> but I was like, I think I was 18. So, I mean. The be- the best one I ever saw, I had a buddy in the Navy, uh, Michael Dow, who on his 21st birthday drank a fifth of Jack and while dancing around a bonfire was bet that he wouldn't drink a red solo cup filled with the insides of glow sticks. Oh, which of oh, course that's... he was a crazy drunk Texan. So he did it and he had the video on tape to show people of when he projectile vomited neon radiation. It basically looked like he puked up gamma radiation. I would he, imagine. Downed, he downed the cup, went back to dancing and it took about three seconds and just, and it was neon green just flying through the sky. It still glowed because it had only been inside of him for like 10 seconds. It was disgusting. That sounds disgusting. <laughs> well, uh, Draftsman in the chat room has, I have a comic book problem. Hello, everybody. My name is Jaffsman, and I have a comic book problem. Some people may say that it's an addiction. I say that it's a lifestyle. I think Anthony can help him out there. Yeah, lifestyle is a stupid word. Go listen to George Carlin. Well, Anthony will help you with your problem. Just send all of your comic <laughs> books to Anthony. That's true. Problem I, solved. I, I got I got room for them. See, they don't even hit the ceiling yet. There's plenty of room, people. You're going to have to <laughs> reinforce your floor if you stack up that whole corner floor to ceiling. Right? <laughs> maybe. Boxes. But, hey, but may, maybe that's my downstairs neighbor's problem and not mine. Well, it uh, kind of is also, when your floor collapses. <laughs> But well, also, then, you have a place to sit in that room, so you still don't have a problem. Yeah, exactly. There's you plenty should, of room. You need to build a throne out of long boxes and podcast. Oh, my that. God. Please build a throne of long boxes. I've, I've actually been thinking about building my coffee table out of VHS tapes because I have so nice. many. And I'm not sure where to put them. And so I have my old art desk, the the top piece to it. I'm thinking about putting that on top of a stack of VHS tape, tapes and just making that my coffee table. I With or it. without the cases. Well, yeah, in the sleeves. Okay, I know. I mean, some people just have them without the sleeves. That's I don't know. That, that's where the artwork is. So some that's why were, I still have most of them. <laughs> some people recorded movies off HBO because they were. Yeah, I got a. I still got a couple of those from when I was a kid. But no, most of my, I, I've got probably three hundred VHS tapes. I'd say two hundred and fifty of them are actual VHS tapes with the cover on them. Want to know something crazy and old? Always. Uh, I was obsessed with NSYNC as a child. I know. Super super surprising. Um, My parents found the very first NSYNC NSYNC concert that was on the Disney Channel where I fell in love with them. Uh, It was on VHS and it's been recorded. It was recorded over my sister's birth. Nice. So are you going to take that concert concert and upload it to YouTube now? You'll have the long lost first concert. Oh, man. Be so especially, excited. especially if you Justin title Sedwick. it 
as NSYNC concert recorded over the birth of my sister. Like, <laughs> people would love that video even more. No, wait. I, now, did you record it? I recorded it off of the TV. And on to the Okay, so what in them doing? I was about to say, damn, their parents really don't like your sister. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was me not realizing what I grabbed. I just grabbed a blank tape and or what I thought oh was my. a blank tape. At oh least my that's God. what she tells her sister. I recorded <laughs> over so many whole movies. My mom still hates me about that. <laughs> I mean, you have to properly label your VHS tapes, guys. It's it's important. Oh, you do know that like half shit. the people that listen to this podcast are like, what the hell is a VHS tape? Probably. We're old people. Yeah, we, we are old. Yeah, well, remember. those people need to fucking start paying attention to some old school shit. Yeah, because VHS, VHS tapes, tapes are awesome. Yeah, VHS tapes are really important in the grand scheme of things. Let's I see. Mean, you never have trouble downloading them from the cloud. They always remember exactly where you're at in the movie. They, they wear break. out. They don't. Yeah, they don't break. They're you in standard def quality. You can stack them up like cordwood. They're I think, fucking uh, amazing. I think my proudest memory is recording over my fifth birthday with a uh, movie that was Please only tell shown. Me it was on- a nudie movie. Nope. Oh, damn. But it's even better. <laughs> it was a movie only shown one time on Fox. And that was Generation X. Oh. Motherfucker. I wanted I had a copy of that and I lost the tape. I still have it somewhere. <laughs> I want that tape. It's a Kodak <laughs> uh, blank tape or you know, VHS tape with the yellow and it's like Kodak yes, used to make VHS. They tapes. don't even make freaking VHSs anymore or VCRs anymore. How the hell are you gonna keep watching this stuff? You can. I have you can three still of find, them. No, no, no. The last manufacturer stopped manufacturing them. There are no more VCRs being manufactured. I know because I, I had to report it at one point in time. That's why I, I bought an this. extra one to keep uh, like on the side. I have a 13-inch TV VCR that still plays tapes. I have a DVD VHS player, and I bought an additional DVD VHS player for when those two break. Nice. So what I need to do is send that tape to you so you can record it on the DVD, keep a copy for yourself, and send me back everything else. Something like that. Or he'll just I know you it. want it, don't you? Oh. <laughs> <Aww. laughs> no, sadly. Yeah, Drafton was right. Generation X was a weird adaptation. Plus, it was. <laughs> they, they lived in Professor Xavier and Oliver Queen and Lex Luthor's mansion. That movie was shot in the same fucking mansion in Toronto or Vancouver where everything is shot. How do all those superheroes live in one fucking house? That's a big-ass house. I must say, have you guys seen how big it is? (laughs) Well, I guess it's that time for the news of the week. Now, I don't even have a good transition for it. I'm just hitting the button. (laughs) Live from the ATGN studios on uh, the internet, it's the news of the week. And this awkward transition happens because every time I tried to transition, it wasn't working. So I just said, F it. I'm pushing the button. And we're going to the I'll, news of the week. And I will those, teach you the ways of the master of the Segway. Okay. And for those that are unaware, news of the week is our little segment on this wacky weekend morning show where we talk about some of the coolest, or at least what we think is the most interesting nerdy news to have come out this last week. So I'm going to open up. Who wants to go first? You want me to go first since I've got double news? You've got double news? I might have something for that. Wait, 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 wait. Double news. Woo! Go ahead. Wow, I I said that. Dang. Uh, (laughs) I like my double penetration thing better, but whatever. (sighs) Nope. (laughs) All right, so my first news of the week is one that everybody's talking about because 
it's just blown up like that is PewDiePie has been dropped by Disney and by Google for his anti-Semitic comments. Now, uh, the article that came out was from Wall Street Journal, and they basically cornered Disney and Google and said, look at what he's doing. Because there's a lot of fucking worse shit out there than what PewDiePie is putting out there. Now, I'm not saying this as a fan. Um, I, I, I don't mind him. Um, I don't find him, like, super funny, unless he's, like, doing Let's Plays or he's being Felix, um, where he's being, like, a normal human being and not the PewDiePie character. Um, but I did watch the videos in question, and they were completely taken out of context, so it was a slander piece. Um, but it did kind of uh, show kind of the responsibility that's on YouTube creators that are, like, big like that. Like, um, just, you know that things are going to happen. People are going to get offended. And honestly, he's just kind of a shock jock. He's not, he's still learning what comedy is. And he says this in, in his um, response video um, that he's learning comedy and everybody goes through a phase in their early comedic life where they're learning how to be a comedian. And it's usually with dick and fart jokes. And I know I do that a lot on here, but when I write comedy, my sketch comedy is actually much more, I like puns and wordplay and, Things that are like, things are very dry and dark humor. Um, I don't particularly do the dick and fart jokes inside of my uh, sketch comedy and non improv comedy. Um, but I mean, it, it takes a while to find your voice. And yeah, he did some shit that's not cool um, by comedic standards. But at the same time, one of the big rules of comedy is that everything can be funny. And Damn right. While he's while he's still learning what that means, um, and he he took blame that he yeah he should have been dropped by Disney and Maker and all them for what he did because it's totally worth dropping for, um, but to say that he's a Nazi isn't fair because he's definitely not. Those quotes were taken out of context, and that's what sucks. So. Just be careful on what you put on the internet, everybody. You're learning how to do comedy. Maybe you should steer away from Jew jokes, though. Let, let's be honest. You should. Anti-Semitic I mean, and Jewish jokes are probably something... Most stereotype jokes based off racial stereotypes, especially the Jewish but jokes everybody, where the Holocaust happened and things, you might want to steer away as you're learning. Especially as, as modern-day things are going currently. But at the same time, like that's everybody goes through their terrible phase in, in comedy when they're learning how to write comedy and whether it's anti-Semitic or um, whatever, everybody goes through a terrible phase. Mine was always dick and fart jokes. I never went down the racial route, but I did go down the sexism route because I Surprise. was still, I was working in, com in the comic book shop. So, I mean, it was easy. It was an easy target. And that's the thing, right? Is like it's easy to go for the easy targets. And I'm not defending him. I'm not a big fan of Felix, um, but I mean, I, I think that that was something that was completely blown out of proportion. So I agree that it got overblown. Now, to be fair, I haven't watched the videos because I'm not a huge PewDiePie person, but I've listened to some of the arguments and stuff. I've read some of the articles out there. Yes, it kind of became a hit piece, but at the same time, if you're if you're a big YouTube star making the YouTube money and stuff like that. I'm not sure I would feel quite brave enough to go out there and make up. Oh, I'm going to make Jewish jokes and Holocaust jokes and Nazi jokes. You can't get away with that very well, especially I mean, if you're tied into things like Disney. 
He, well, yeah, and he said that, that that it's totally fair that he got dropped. He's he doesn't yeah. he's not mad about that. He's mad that he's being slandered and being taken out of context. But at the same time, you're kind of putting the context out there that you've done this, so it's easy to screen grab that shit. So you, you put a target on yourself by doing it, and I don't want to get political. I'm not, but in today's world. There's a lot more sensitivity towards people expressing themselves in racial manners and discriminatory manners. That's that's about as deep as I want to go in that because we're not a political podcast. So, but I'm and I'm just wondering, is he Jewish? I don't believe so. Not that I know of. Yeah, see, that makes it. That's a big difference. If you're part of, you know, a minority, it's a lot easier to have comedy based on that minority and say whatever you want about it because just as an audience. The American audience lets people get away with that easier. Hey, if I'm part of this group, I can make fun of that group. That's true. And like, it doesn't know, make it right. No, but, but it's it's kind of the end that we've always allowed. And like with comedy, you're saying like George Carlin said, you can make fun of anything. Anything can be a joke. It's all in the construction of the joke. But it also makes a big difference if you have 10, 20, 30 years worth of a body of work to show people what you do as a comedian so that they go into everything expecting like when you went into a new George Carlin show in the 2010s, like that motherfucker had 60 years with a comedy background. You knew it was going to be a show that where he could bring up anything at all. And he had the type of audience that wasn't going to get offended by basically anything he said because they knew George had thought the shit out and had worked on it for years. But then, you know, he had the ability to make a joke of anything. Other comedians can, but you got to put some work in. Well, I think part of where the controversy comes into play is when people think PewDiePie, they don't really think comedian. They think the YouTube personality, live streamer, things like that. At least that's my my thoughts because, again, not really a fan. I'm familiar with the fact that he was big on YouTube and some of the stuff he'd done. But the lesson learned here is uh, be a little more careful if you're trying to be funny or trying to do something like that. Yeah, and because the media is well, going to take it and people are going to take it and twist it to whatever serves their purpose. There's a little bit of Schrodenford <laughs> going on here because some people are like, ha ha, he's finally taken down a peg. I'm going to pile on. And that's not really helpful. Yeah, that's not helpful. And he has done a lot of good. Like he's raised, he's raised a few million dollars for charity. And it's like, why doesn't that stuff get notated? Because it's not good news. Like people want the bad shit. Yeah. So, I mean, no, nobody cares about good news. No. So just that it's just a lesson in how to be careful on the internet unlike things that willie was saying in the pre-show so join us back here next week for ramblecast where it'll be one hour of nothing but racist and sexist jokes yay <laughs> no oh so that's what we're doing no that's what I, <laughs> oh, oh yeah wait. i'm gonna talk about the oh chinese my it's my time to shit, shine, baby, baby. I'm a quit. Wait. Well, I'm just not going to be. You guys do that already. You guys have fun on episode 250. I'm taking the week off. <laughs> I am too. Naki's in charge. Nope. You I already quit. Nope, I already, nope, already. You have to. You nope. can't. Nope. 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 The two, the two oldest it. hosts are not going to be on next you? week. <laughs> I running shit. <laughs> Apparently, we're taking next week off. Bye, folks. I don't know how this works. <laughs> I don't know how this. It'll works. just be Willie screaming into the void. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I've tried that. It doesn't work. So Naki, I, I need to bounce off somebody. <laughs> Naki, what was the second part of your double news? So my other news is that the fate of Star Wars Jar Jar Binks has been revealed. Oh, um, so th there's a spoiler alert here, folks. If you read the Star Wars books, this is a spoiler for the upcoming book. Just a heads <laughs> right. up. Um, so as 
we we kind of saw Jar Jar kind of disappear in the prequels because after the first one, he was not well received for whatever you know reasons that he might be like an annoying Muppet figure or whatever. Um, so he the last thing that we really see that's really like big from Jar Jar is him putting Palpatine in power. Um, I believe that was in the last movie. It was in the yeah. second movie. Oh, was it in the second movie? When he oh, votes yeah. for the... Yeah, that's right. Sorry. I that's the how chancellor often... to have more power. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, as the uh, person who watched the prequels each, I think, one time. Um, because that's just how good they are. Um, so... <clears throat> we kind of... We, we don't see a huge, huge mar- much from him after that. Uh, but everybody, like, there's been a whole lot of things floating around, like Darth Jar Jar and that sort of thing that came up. Uh, but what actually did happen, and spoiler alert uh, starts here, um, is that Jar Jar becomes uh, kind of outcast from his own society for what he did for putting Palpatine in power, and uh, is made a is is a street performing clown. Um, <laughs> So, uh, he says, uh, and this is a quote from the Radio Times article that is in the show notes. Um, he says, Misa Jar Jar, the Gungan clown, ident- bleh, identifies himself before attempting to cheer up the displaced Mapo by making faces and explaining his own estrangements from others. Jar Jar making some uh-oh mistakens, he explains to the boy. Disa hisin nabun tink, I help the uh-oh empire. Jar Jar then stares poignantly into the middle distance, which is not a sentence I expected to be writing today. Um, that was a quote from the article itself. So Jar Jar is now a sad clown. And that's that I thought was pretty interesting. Because we we didn't really know what happened to Jar Jar Binks. I figured he was killed. But Do we even really need to know what happened to him? Does it matter? I had um, hoped he was killed. I, I think it's interesting because we keep seeing the like the Sith Lord Jar Jar that had come out made it kind of interesting and kind of made me wonder what happened to Jar Jar because I honestly I forgot about him. Jar Jar um, is Snoke. This yep. plan of the, this clan this clown plan is a long con. I'm telling you. I like the I like the idea that he's he, that he's a sad clown now. I don't know why, but I like the idea. Like I already said, you shouldn't make a metaphor literal. Because that's just too on the nose. Like, hey, you see what we did, guys? You see what we did? He's a clown now. So, here's one thing to consider. This really isn't a major plot point in this book, is my understanding. It's just kind of a little aside because it's tying up the loose ends on some characters. So, don't take it as this book going out of its way to be like, oh, here's the story of Jar Jar. My understanding is it's kind of, they're here. It's a short couple paragraphs here. It explains something and they move on because people have been asking. And,. One thing to consider is this is canon too, because all of the new books are Star Wars canon. Now we I'm don't. Saying, know which what... book is this? This, this is... is aftermath. Yeah, it's the next uh... one that takes place after the fall of the Empire. So it's set post Return of the Jedi. Is my understanding. comes out this week or next week? I don't uh... remember. Oh, this is called Af- Star Wars Wait. Aftermath: Empire's End. Uh, February twenty seventh, I think I remember reading. Okay, so uh, about a week yeah, out then. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Star Wars uh, Empire's End will be released on Tuesday, February 21st. Okay, so we're a couple days out. Also, a few days. See? My memory's not too bad. Ooh, well done, sir. So, it's interesting. It doesn't have to be done whatsoever, but you got to remember, the Star Wars universe, especially the old expanded universe, 
was built upon all these little asides off there. But, oh, here's what happened to this character. Here's a little name drop on this character, and that's where they are. So they're just dropping out some little Easter eggs for people, basically. Uh, Little Life Otaku says, there, are you happy he got a bad end? Can we stop hating Star Wars now? I don't hate Star Wars. I don't think there's ever hate I don't for like it. I just, I, I didn't enjoy the prequels. Like, I, I enjoyed them more as, like, you get to two and three. But... Darth just, Maul. I mean, Darth Maul is awesome. Darth Maul is even yeah, better. But how much screen time does he have? That's not his fault. That's not his fault. How if many I, words does he get to say? That doesn't matter, though. <laughs> go watch The Clone Wars and go watch Rebels, and Darth Maul is awesome as they continue to tell I his story. I watch a whole series yeah. of who, shit. Now. Who would have thought yep. that that character, who presumably gets killed off at the end of episode one, would become such an important character in The Clone Wars cartoons and in Rebels? It's, it's true. No. It's mind bending. He's awesome. I. I don't. I didn't, and I still won't know because I'm not going to watch it. Well, to be fair, Willie, you're not really a Star Wars fan, though, correct? Yeah, that is fair. That is fair enough. I'm sorry. I'll take that back. So, so that's not exactly designed to appeal to you necessarily, but it will appeal more so to someone like myself, who has loved the Star Wars films since they first saw them, and at one point in time had almost every book in the expanded universe that they had read multiple times. I was deep in the deep in the Star Wars waters, guys. <laughs> yeah, I think. I think I think that's fair to say for 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 myself, uh, boyfriend even more so because he read more of the books than I did. So I still have a few of mine left, but I got I got rid of most of my Star Wars books because but so didn't they burn them all because they don't matter anymore? Well, that's mm. also part of what happened. But the cool things they have been doing with Star Wars is taking some of those expanded universe elements and then making them canon again, such as Grand Admiral Thrawn and the Tie Defender and things like that. Yeah. Well, that's neither here nor there. I'm going to go next with my news story because it's fairly quick. I've talked about on this show before how I thought Young Justice got a bum rap, and I was all about the Save Young Justice campaign that went on. Because we got Season 2 of Young Justice, it was awesome, it tied up a bunch of stuff, and then started up a bunch of new plot threads that were then subsequently not seen because they canceled it. So if you remember, <laughs> Young Justice went to Netflix. When it was on Netflix, there were all these social media movements of binge Young Justice, show Netflix how important we think it is, keep watching it, make your voice be heard. Well, it was heard. We are getting Young Justice for a season three. I had talked about that before, but it does also seem like a lot of the original talent have returned also. Warner Brothers and DC made official that season three has begun production. Returning producers, Brandon Vietti and Greg Weissman, you might recognize Greg Weissman from, I don't know, Star Wars Rebels are returning as well. They did not set in this announcement they had back in November. However, they did not mention any of the returning cast. Well, here's where it gets fun. Uh, current walking dead star, Carrie Patton, Peyton rather, who you might know as a uh, King Ezekiel on the walking dead has confirmed he's returning as Aqualad. And even more nice. interesting, Jason Spisak has confirmed his return as Wally West or kid flash where that gets important is, Wally died at the end of season two. I was going to say, didn't he die? No, we all assumed he'd be returning. We assumed it was similar to what happened to Barry Allen getting sucked into the Speed Force. But that seems to confirm that Wally will return in season three. And there have been additional other interviews where it seems like pretty much most of the main cast is coming back for season three. They even put out a short synopsis for season three. Here that is for you guys. The team is back in its business as usual. Warner Brothers Animation has begun production on a third season of all new episodes of the acclaimed hit animated series Young Justice based on the characters from DC Entertainment. Season 3 promises new twists, turns, and dangerous new threats for the team. But most importantly, 
the opportunity for fans to finally continue the adventures of some of their favorite superheroes. Bear in mind, this is a show that came out in 2010, got canceled after two seasons, being resurrected in 2017. I'm really hoping the rabid fan base comes out, supports this, watches it, and makes sure we get a few more seasons of Young Justice, and maybe maybe even the comic tie-in back at some point in time would also be great. At what point does it set a Guinness World Record for being the show that gets canceled the most and brought back the most by fans? That's Futurama (laughs) that has that record. I was going to say Futurama, even maybe Family Guy. No, I think Futurama is still more. Family Guy only got it once. Futurama got like four times, I think. Yeah. Okay, so Young Justice has to be canceled three more times and brought back three more times? Yeah, I think so. (laughs) It'd be amazing if they just, I mean, it's ridiculous, but if it literally gets canceled at the end of every season and brought back again every single time, that would be fucking hilarious. It's like a show that they just can't keep writing. It's like, oh, no, we got canceled again. It's a really good show. I've liked it a lot. They had a good, they had, excuse me, had a good variety of voice talent because I'm looking at this article. Remember, Bruce Greenwood was in it, Danik McKellar. Danica McKellar, excuse me, Alan Tudyk, Tim Curry, Rob Lowe, Maggie Q. Those were some of the big names they had on there. I'm trying to remember, who was Tudyk? Was he Red Tornado? I think uh, so. I don't remember. So. Yeah, I think he was Red Tornado. I yeah, really... It is a fantastic cartoon. It's probably that, the best thing they've done since the first season of Justice League. That yeah. that show was was really good, and I was super happy to see season three be announced. Did one of us? T- we talked about it when it. Was- yeah, we did talk about it when season three was greenlit. The real important thing that I wanted to bring up now is it looks like pretty much everyone from the original voice casting, voice crew rather, is back as well. So continuity in place for Young Justice season three, <coughs> and I, for one, am super excited. But that's my news story. I'm gonna let Willie and Anthony fight for who goes next. Uh, Willie, you can go ahead. All right, Aruski. Well. If you guys have heard, I'm a big fan of an author named Stephen King. I thought you were going to say Dr. Seuss. <laughs> Apparently it's pronounced Seuss or something like that. I'm not sure. No. No, no, I'm just saying I heard about it. Like, okay, that's a little weird, but whatever. Um, but apparently him and J.J. Abrams are grouping together to put out some shows on Hulu. That's going to be set up very similar to American Horror Story. And I cannot wait to see this. It's going to be here. on Hulu, you said? Hulu. Interesting. Hulu's making some plays to get people to subscribe. Oh, they, I have noticed they have stepped their movie game up a whole lot. As rivals Netflix now. In fact, I'm willing to say that you probably don't even need Netflix if all you use it is streaming and you also want to watch live TV but don't want to pay for cable you might as well just go with Hulu only but Netflix has better original series I think oh, oh yeah. 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 yeah I didn't think about that well I mean subscribe for that for a month when, and when you want to binge on that I mean and remember Netflix has Marvel TV like I said I, mm-hmm. I don't think I've watched any of Hulu's original stuff now that I think about it I started watching uh, 112263. It wasn't bad. That was Stephen um, King also, wasn't it? Yeah. I still need to see that. It was a pretty well done show. But yeah, uh, Willie, did you mention the name of the show? I was getting to that. It is going to be <laughs> called Castle Rock. You Fuck might have heard yeah. of it from some of his books as a common location he likes to use. 
you know, Maine. I've only read a few Stephen King novels. Yeah, I haven't read a ton either. <laughs> no. Well, the important thing is that Castle Rock is the town he made up in Maine, where a whole lot of shit happens. Like, maybe 50% of his novels take place in Castle Rock. So, like, lots and lots of shit has happened in this town. So, if we get references to that, it could be you know, a town filled with a bunch of tough-ass people that have lived through some crazy shit. Is I that where Pet f- Cemetery took place? Um, maybe. It's Stephen King, so it's a good possibility. I think yeah. the first uh, known uh, book where he used it as a place was um, The Dead Zone. That sounds right. I think that's, yeah, that's when he started using his, uh, a made-up town. You know, with the Christopher Walken and whatnot. Than, probably easier than using a real town, because then you got people that fact-checked you. Yep. <laughs> Fact-checking in fictional books. Come on, Aki. Uh, People do it. Draftsman and then the chat room says The Path is really good, and it's a series with Aaron Paul from Breaking Bad. That is a Netflix original. Ooh, Not Netflix, yeah. it's I me, saw... Hulu original. I misspoke. Yeah, I watched seven or eight of that. It's basically, it's kind of like Scientology, the TV show. It's really creepy. Right, my understanding is... And Aaron is, Paul's great on it. Yeah, Aaron Paul's <laughs> character doesn't really believe in the cult anymore, but doesn't want to leave because that's where his family is. So it's all about... His disbelief and not being engaged anymore, kind of wanting out, but not wanting to leave his family. So it could be interesting. Kind of sounds like that movie, The Master. Yeah, kind of like yeah, taking some of those ideas and extrapolating it out to an entire season. Because yeah, it's um, Aaron Paul's character is like the third or fourth highest member in the the church that's in this show. And yeah, something happens to where he completely loses faith in everything they've said and done for like the past 10, 15 years. And so, yeah, he wants to leave, but of course, his entire family, his wife, his kids are all indoctrinated into this church. And so there's no way for him to get them out. And so, yeah, he can't just pick up and leave. Yeah, it's it's a really well-written show. And yeah, Aaron Paul's great in it. Yeah, uh, Alan Tudyk was actually uh, Oliver Queen on Young oh. Justice. Oh, okay. He's the green arrow on that show. And then uh, per Wikipedia, Castle Rock was first used in the Dead Zone Reappeared in Doctor Sleep, Revival, uh, just a ton of ton of his books. Cujo, The Body, Uncle Otto's Truck, The Dark Half, Needful Things. All oh, of those um, take place in Castle Rock. And then another there's another list of another forty stories that reference Castle Rock. I do know in the uh, The Body, aka Stand By Me, the movie takes place in Oregon. I don't yeah. know why the change, but okay. Your guess is as good as mine there. I have no clue. Probably finances more than anything. Yeah, they probably got a tax break. They probably got a tax break to shoot in Oregon at the time. That's Also, they had to say it was Oregon. Could be. Who knows on that one. But thank you for bringing that story up. Uh, Anthony, what do you got for us for your piece of news this week? I got uh, what has apparently been the best kept secret in comics for the past three years. Uh, over 200 comic industries, most popular and talented artists have been working on a book, and no one was allowed to talk about it. And so uh, last last week or two weeks ago, these posters started showing up where a lot of artists were sending them out on Twitter with no hashtag, no additional information, but they would just show images that were uh, like uh, wanted 
what is the best kept secret in comics wanted the comics event of 2017 and there are wanted posters that show fantasy characters underneath and some of them were somewhat familiar but a lot of people weren't quite sure and then uh what was it uh the third one said wanted over 200 of the industry's top talents and then the fourth one has a tiger on it says wanted all to remember one man and what has happened is apparently in secret for the last three years, over 200 artists and the original writer have got together to work on a Telos tribute book for Michael Ringo. Uh, for those that don't know, Michael Ringo was another fantastic comic book artist who was basically friends with everybody he ever met. He's one of those guys that you know you can't find anybody talking shit about him anywhere online, which is really amazing to say in this day and age. Oh, like me? But, yeah. Yeah, we all talk shit about Willie. It's true. Oh. But uh, yeah. apparently Waringo was just you know a fantastic guy, a great artist, a really cool just uh, person to work with. He did a bunch of stuff on, um, what was it, uh, Spectacular Spider-Man, I think was his big Marvel book. He worked on The Flash for a while. I think he did some FF books. But then uh, he went off with his buddy, and they did uh, Telos, which is this fan- great fanta- uh, fantasy world book, which is kind of a... Uh, another version of the, the, the grown up slightly grown up uh, Calvin and Hobbes type of story where this kid is in a fantasy world where his best friend is a tiger that basically protects him. And, you know, there's a dark wizard and all this just amazing stuff. But, you know, it was really, the story was great, but it was about the artwork. Mark Ringo's artwork was so good in it. And uh, where Ringo sadly died, I think he was 43. But yeah, uh, he died a couple years ago. And so, 2007. So, you know, it it really struck the comic community hard. A lot of people were just massive, massive fans of Mike's and uh, just his friends. He had made friends with pretty much everybody he'd met and worked with. And so the industry just, you know, was torn apart when it happened. And there's a new website that just launched the other day called Mike Waringo Telos Tribute.com. And Waringo is W I E R I N G O. And what they're doing is Michael Ringo was also a huge uh, animal fan. And for a lot of his projects, he donated money to the ASPCA for most of his life, apparently. Just, you know, a, a huge, a huge fan of the animals. So for once, they're doing a comic book thing that you won't be able to find this in a comic book store. You won't be able to buy it on Amazon, though. I mean, you might be able to buy reselled versions on eBay, but they're specifically doing it from this website. Because the books are going to be sold for a limited time. There are two oversized hardcovers. And all sales from this website will go directly to the ASPCA. So they're doing this for Michael Ringo and nobody's getting paid. They're doing it literally as a tribute to just a badass comic book artist. That's pretty cool. And yeah, the, really the books, cool. it, it looks like a great thing. It's going to be, you know, it's going to be awesome for Mike and kind of his, you know, a tribute to him. And honestly, it's more Telos. Telos was a great comic. And there's lots of people I know that literally it's one of those comics where people say they read it and at the end they cried. Like it's a real tearjerker. And to see, you know, a continuation of it is going to be great. But uh, there it's a uh, volume one is Fallen Friends and volume two is By Thy Side. They're 50 bucks each. And the important thing why I wanted, wanted to make sure we mentioned that this week is the first book has an order cutoff date of April 10th, 2017. So if you're listening to this live or you're listening to it later, you only have until April 10th to order that first book. Once that cutoff date hits, that's the number they're going to print, and they will not ever print anymore, and that's it. So there's no you know follow-up, get it later at your comic book store. It's going to be a one-time thing, 
as a tribute to Mike Waringo. So I'm trying to figure out how the fuck I'm going to squeeze another 100 bucks out of my paycheck in the next couple of weeks because I got to get these books. I heard hey. there's a great aftermarket for VHS tapes. <laughs> <laughs> I could probably sell a couple. <laughs> I will give you a few of mine, but you cannot have my pride and joy con air but you can have the rest of them i have a really sweet 25th anniversary edition enter the dragon blacks box vhs tape nice i thought you were about to say the last dragon lobby card no but i got that on a uh, dvd or blu-ray either way it, it's all gold baby yeah i know i know i have it on dvd i might also i'm not sure if they put it on blu-ray yet or not i love the last dragon so like, real quick to wrap Kiss my converse. So to wrap up the news uh, story here, uh, if you're watching live, I did put a link in the chat room for you. you can go to check out the Telos books. And if you are listening to the podcast, one link for yourself, you can find them in the show notes. That's bit.ly slash ATGN249. That will take you to the show notes. You can click the link there and move on and check it out for yourself. And if, if you haven't read Telos, go to your local library. Odds are they have it in their graphic novel section for uh, all ages or for kids if, you're, uh, if your library has a kid section. It is a fantastic comic book. The story's great. And the artwork's just killer because it was pretty much the first thing that Michael Ringo worked on where it was, you know, just doing his own thing and getting to build an entire fantasy world. And just the artwork on it is stupendous. The worlds he created and the characters are just so much fun. I really love that book. So I'm super excited to see this come back around. We will have to check it out. I don't think I ever read it. I think it was on my list and I just never did it because I'm bad at comics. And I think the hardcover's over here somewhere and my mess of books that have been slightly unpacked but not cataloged or categorized yet. It's here somewhere. <laughs> it exists. So as we wrap up the news of the week, it's that time of the show. We like to remind folks that the All Things Good and Nerdy podcast is in fact part of a network it's the Gunna Geek Network, which you can find over at GunnaGeek.com or GunnaGeekNetwork.com. We've got 19 different podcasts, I think, right now that cover a variety of things. Could be specific TV shows like Flash and Arrow. Could be general geek culture. Could be video game development. It could be balancing your life between video games and life. Tough to do. There's all sorts of stuff there, but each week we try to highlight one specific podcast on the network. So, Willie, what are we talking about this week? This one is going to make me sad and angry. Uh-oh. This week, we're hearing from Game Life Balance US, podcast episode number 38, Overwatch, First Impressions, and Board Game Strategies. In this episode, John finally got the chance to play Overwatch on PC. <laughs> the video game that literally everyone seems to be talking about. Here are his first impressions. Plus, Cody's take on strategy board games and the best ways to play with friends. And do not miss John explain the true meaning of the online acronym AF. That's right. Yes, I'm salty as fuck right now. What? 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 Why are you salty, Willie? PC Mass Race, get the shit out of here. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> you, you can, are I hear a, can I hear a shut that shit down from Bachman? Nope. <laughs> Fair enough. Shut that shit down. <laughs> oh, Chris with the latest bump in history. No, I was right. letting him simmer for a minute. Will you, you are aware of the fact that John John Martin, who co-hosts yes, that show, literally sold all of his video games. I to remember. Buy a I PC. listened. To 
I remember hearing his uh, wife even question, why would you do this? But the last thing I remember hearing about this was a Twitter back and forth between Naki and Cody. Do you want to reiterate what that was, Naki? Because I am a little bit perturbed right now. I am perturbed. You You do it. God damn it. (laughs) Man, let me pull it up. You can just do a summary. God damn it. Does, it, does Willie know no. that this show was started by a lead member of the PC Master Race? I don't Oh, I God don't damn so. it. You start talking shit out of here, I'll come back as a special guest just to cut your ass. I will yeah. gladly welcome it. <laughs> Are you going to cut a promo right now on the PC Master Race? Do you, do you need a moment to cut a promo? They can suck my hard drive for all I care. He says on his. PC. Laptop. <laughs> that is too shitty not to play games. It barely runs this. <laughs> okay, so um, I tweeted at uh, Jonathan Martin and Cody after uh, Game Life Balance last week because we watched it live. And because I really enjoyed what the AF stands for, I highly recommend you check it out just even just for that. Um, uh, I was telling Cody that he needs to give in and play Overwatch with him and Willie, or, or with me and Willie, because um, we play usually on Wednesday nights. I missed this week because I was sick. Which um, is okay. But uh, he's honestly considering it now. And uh, John said, John asked if we play on PC. I said, if uh, no, unfortunately, we're PS4. Um, however, if you are strictly PC, Steam sales come around, and that's when I'm a little bit more loosey-goosey with my wallet. And then the tides have turned against me. At two, knockass. At two! <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I'd be put. I'd have to work my way up to 25 again. So, I mean, could put me back at the lower. Everyone's just leaving me. I haven't just left you. Be. I haven't left you. I'm still. Playing. I'm sorry. Where were you at Wednesday? I was sick. Shut you your just, face. You Once again, that was, was okay. okay. It was just for a yeah. joke. I know. I was, I'm just for a joke. I'm sorry, Naki. I don't take too much offense to that. It was fun. That was uh, the joke, was. you dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that pull. That's a good bump. That's a good bump. But yeah, so that's what happened on Twitter. Willie's salty as fuck. So, Lola, if we as- so Lola, if we talk, we put it right. He goes, "Gaming master race. We play all systems. That's the way That's to do true. it." I have multiple got systems in my house. Yeah, PC master race emulates it all. But That's I, why they play all systems. But I don't have a Boom! PS. But I don't have a PS4, Willie. Sorry. Does that make you salty AF? Well, no. I mean, <laughs> I, I understand it from you. AF, yeah, completely AF. I mean, that's why we're only. Um, that's why we're only uh, the bald brotherhood stepbrothers. Hey, look, I'll be honest. I almost, there was a part of me was like, I kind of want to get a PS4 just so I can play Overwatch with those guys. But I was like, I'm not paying 200 bucks and then they're 50 for a game. <laughs> but a couple <laughs> years from now, we won't be Chris, playing anymore. Imagine the content you could put out on YouTube with all of us playing Overwatch together. It's uh, true. I'm just good. think uh, of how. But you see, how, here's the, the ATGN Overwatch Twitch stream. Fuck yes. Yeah. Listen to Naki. But Listen here's to Naki thing, and Bachman. They are two of the smartest people I know in the world. But guys, here, here's the problem you're going to run into. It's February right now. There's no games I want to play. But just around oh, the corner March. is March. March 3rd, I've got Zelda Breath of the Wild. March oh 28th, God. March 28th, more importantly, Mass Effect Andromeda. So it's and Chris be, disappears for six months. It's going to be everything <laughs> I can do to have 
personal time that is not consumed with playing Mass Effect Andromeda in a little over a month from now. Because I don't know Wait, if you guys realize this. Six months, Anthony? You're only giving him six months? I might well, die. Well, that's all he does. I might die. Yeah. It, it could kill me. <laughs> if Mass Effect Andromeda ends up sucking, it could be the end of me. I hope oh. it doesn't suck. Oh, but what if it's uh, I mean, if you like stories and games? You need to get a PS4, play all the Uncharted's, play The Last of Us, Lost Horizons coming out. Wait, is it Lost Horizons? Until or, Dawn. Or I can just Until play all Dawn. the Bioware games and be good. I still need to finish Until Dawn. I do too. I haven't it took yet. me forever. I didn't even realize it the first playthrough that that was Agent Ward in there. I don't. I was like, why didn't I see that? It's so that clearly him. The first time he came on screen. Then again, I was currently watching the season with him in Agents of Shield, so it kind of popped up real easy that that was the actor. I mean, there was a lot of stuff going on in my life around the same time, so it should be <laughs> a little bit understandable. You mean the guy from Mr. Robot? Oh he's yeah, so- he's in that too. He's the uh, Josh, the guy who his family owns the cabin. Is he yeah. in this? Is he in the second season? He's the main guy in it. I don't. It's the. I don't. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't watch Agents of Shield. I don't watch Agents. No, of no, Shield. we're talking about Mr. Robot. No, we're talking about Mr. Robot. Yeah, Mr. Robot. Yeah, he's he's the main character. Yeah, he's the main character, Mr. Robot. He's the Josh, the guy who owns the cabin in Until Dawn. The, her family owns it. The, his two sisters died. Okay. And that's not a spoiler. They die in like the first five minutes of the damn game. <laughs> that's like, yeah, a fucking spoiler. The intro to the game. That's the intro scene. Yeah. So I have to. Anyways. I have to eat crow here. Lola Futaku told me I got it wrong on my Mass Effect date. It's the twenty uh, first. Uh oh. So. Oh dang. Uh, so I have to beat Zelda Breath of the Wild before the twenty first, which I'm not sure is going to be possible based off of how long that game looks to be. I mean, just don't go to work. It's <laughs> just fine. Just don't go to work. Yeah, well, that's what pays the bills yeah. for me to be able to afford to do these things. Oh, I just. Oh, now look at this. Look at what PlayStation's doing. Sony. They codenamed their VR Morpheus. They codenamed their uh, the PS4 Pro Neo. And so you see where they're going with the Matrix shit. And look, look at what Nintendo's doing. They're naming their shit after some secondary character no one gives a damn about. Switch. Why are, you so, character? why are you so salty? Yeah, it's a character in the original yeah. Matrix. Why are you so salty about the <laughs> Switch, Willie? Yeah, she dies in the first one. What, what's, what's She's like, not like this. Let's have some counseling moments here. Why are you so upset about the Nintendo <laughs> Switch? That. What's wrong, Willie? Because every piece of news just makes it look worse and worse and worse. Willie, Willie just doesn't like Nintendo. You want to talk wrong. to your friends online? Apparently. Here's your phone. Do that <laughs> shit. That's the dumbest fucking shit. Well, I mean, they're they're making the phone actually, you know, do what it was meant to do to begin with. No, no, Willie's right. That's dumb. My it, is, it is dumb, but <laughs> but but here's the thing. Look at it from Nintendo's point of view, and I'm not trying. I'm playing devil's advocate. How many of their games have ever involved talking to your teammates online? That's, yeah, I mean, this is new Zero. for them. Zero, and they still don't. Uh, they're still not even going to make that a priority either. And that system's probably going to suck too. Like it's probably not even work half the time. Like the inner, like the actual multiplayer on the Wii. Well, Willie, I'll let you know on March fourth when I get a chance to play my Switch. How things go? <laughs> oh, yeah, you can call me on your phone and tell me, hey, I'm playing the Nintendo Switch. I'll give you. <laughs> I will give my initial impressions on the Switch and Zelda on the March fifth episode of the All Things Good and Nerdy podcast. How about that? And by that, and I mean I'll sit here and I'll play Nintendo you. Switch games. While you guys talk about other stuff. You mean like how I've been <laughs> knitting this whole time? Exactly. Well, not knitting. So, yeah! Ah! 
Gotcha. See, and I'm thinking I might move the the start date of my Kickstarter to the morning of March 5th and do it live on the podcast. That's possible, too. Does that mean I got to give you money? Yeah. You don't have to. (laughs) It's just strongly encouraged. You fucking better. But guys, (laughs) the lowest tier is pretty goddamn cheap. I will take all the money you need to give me. Looking at the time, guys, it is time for us to start wrapping things up. But as we wrap up, we have our final segment that we like to call What I'm Into is our chance to share with you guys who are watching live or listening at a later date just what kind of geeky and nerdy things we've been getting into so that maybe, just maybe we can entice you to give them a try also. And Willie, since you've been a little salty right now, I'm going to let you go first and tell us what you've been getting into. (laughs) All he right. even sounds angry about that. Jeez. Right? <laughs> what an angry young man you are. Well, I did download last weekend after I got rid of the For Honor uh, beta, which, like I said, that went gold because it came out Tuesday. I didn't even know the release date. Last Man, I need Tuesday. I delete that giant file on my PS4 now. Oh, 28 years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah. So that game was gold for that beta. That was how the game was shipped. So just want to let you know that. Yeah, so I re-downloaded WWE 2K16 yeah, last year's version because I, I kind of missed it. I wanted to play some more because I've seen some other people play it, and I was like, this is going to be fun. But there's one thing on that game that is dumb as hell. They, I think they fixed it for the this year's uh, 2K17. You can't you make a create your own wrestler, but you cannot give him body hair. What? Does that make, I know. I think they fixed it for this year's version, but you can't give them. But I'm like, look at this. Uh, I can't make me. Which very much I cannot reminds make me. me. Uh, peace, rest in peace, George the Animal Steel. Oh yeah. Oh. We lost the original turnbuckle eater himself. Spectacles, testicles, wallet, and watch. There you go. Um, and uh, I've been playing. Oh, I've been playing a lot of Overwatch. And uh, I do have to mention this. Last night, I was talking with a dear friend on there, who I play with a lot, Miss Cassio. Uh, yes. I did. Pro- I did propose to her. Did you? About time. I did. I, <laughs> <laughs> I like how nonchalant Nakia's about it. <laughs> right. So now Willie's uh, getting married. Yep. I, I think I, unless I move to Minnesota, I don't think this is going to work out. But I mean, I can always hope. I'm going to try like hell. <laughs> I, think, I think you're watching. I think you hear this, but um, yeah. Uh, let's see what else. Do 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 do. Oh, I'm getting my license back, so that's something good. That's exciting. Yay. Court date went through, and everything got dropped. Woo! Uh, they just want money, of course. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's uh, the other side of it. Yeah, so hopefully I won't get arrested again. Yeah, you should probably stop doing that. Yeah, it's oh, yeah. One time in my thing. life is good enough. I mean, yeah, my, I think my friends you know, abandoned me for five hours. Like They said they were going to be right there. Why am I still here? Everybody gets one. I got arrested once. Everybody like gets all one. Arrested. Are you sure about that? Isn't that right, Spider-Man? That's right. Everyone gets one. Sorry, fam. Yeah, lo- How many seasons was that in between the, those, the running, that, those two jokes? Oh, I don't know. Probably three or four. Because I remember he does he swings and saves him like in a flashback episode and says everyone gets one and then like I think it's a season or two later he said the same I was like wait what <gasps> I got it that's a long con there just it's, like Jar Jar Banks he's really the Darth Lord's it's almost as good as one of the long cons they did in Community where it took them three seasons to complete a Beetlejuice gag 
That was amazing. Oh, yeah. I just read about that. Yeah, that was a fantastic long con. It was really good. But I'll go next with what I've been getting into. And I haven't been doing a ton because I've been busy with work, but it's been getting caught up on some TV shows. So I'm almost caught up on Legends tomorrow. I'm too behind on The Flash, but I am caught up on Arrow. I didn't particularly care for this last episode of Arrow that much. And you can go to the Starling Tribune and find out why. And then I was going to start playing Batman Arkham City after I beat Arkham Asylum again. But I ended up playing StarCraft 2 on my PC last night. Sorry, Willie. PC Master Race, I guess, coming out in me. <laughs> but I can't play StarCraft 2 anywhere else. So I'm finishing up the epilogue right now called Into the Void, which kind of wraps up the story. And it is hard as shit when you start getting Zerg rushed and everything by everyone around you and your allies all die. You're like, well, I'm screwed. The last the last 15 minutes of the level I was on, you have to protect, you have to protect uh, Kerrigan as she's absorbing energy. And then the last 15 minutes is just, you're going to die because they just send wave after wave after wave after you. And I'm like, well, I didn't build up my army enough. I'm screwed. It was bad. Guess I, I hate protection now. missions. Yeah, it was bad news. But it was fun. I did eventually beat it. And that's about all I've really been getting into. I think today I got to go to the comic book store and pick up some books. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and I was a good adult last night and I finished my taxes and submitted them. So don't Good come after job. me, tax man. I'm, we're we're square now, tax man. We're square. As soon as I got my W twos, I got mine done. I had to wait. I didn't have all my forms until late last week, so that's why I that's waited. You my money, motherfucker. Uh, Naki, what do you mean get into besides your uh, knitting? It's not knitting. It's a loom, and I got all this done while we were while the show was going on. So check that shit out. Well, I'm um, sorry, you you said it was knitting, so I just it's not technically it. it's technically a form of knitting. So there, how's that? Oh, um, anyways, lawyered. Anyways, <laughs> um, so yesterday, oh, we'll start. I guess I'll start with Friday. So I finished watching the Lemony Snicket series on Netflix. That was pretty good. Um, I think it's a and it's an interesting take on the books. I like it way better than the Jim Carrey movie, um, which was honestly crap. And then. Um, we less yesterday we watched the Netflix original movie called Girlfriend Day. Um, we didn't know what we were really getting into. Uh, highly recommend it. Bob Odenkirk is amazing in it. Um, it's very much like Death to Smoochie if you guys have ever seen that movie. Um, it's it is I one of my now. favorite dark humor movies. It's ridiculous, but it's about uh, Death to Smoochie is about a kids show um, and the black comedy behind that um this is about a greeting card writer uh so it's very it's very funny and quirky it's goofy it's it's and it's noir but don't like expect to be like laugh out loud funny i mean there is moments where it's like that but it's like it's very dark humor it's very good um highly recommend that we also um well i watched john wick the first one on Friday for the second time, it's and then bad we, went, ass. we went and saw the second one yesterday. This was our Valentine's Day, and it was it was so good. Um, if you just like straight up action movies with very little dialogue and a lot of shooting, and the reload is amazing to me. And Ruby Rose was really good at it, and she's really fucking hot. Um, uh, recommend I recommend the John Wick series. I, I got four words for you, Naki. I told you so. <laughs> did i you not did say that me, last week he, to everyone said, i was like john wick 2 freaking badass john wick 2 was really good like they're doing sequels right so d 
definitely recommend it. Um, John Wick Chapter Two. Um, also, uh, I'm I'm doing this stuff, and um, I'm crafting a lot more. So you'll start seeing more craft stuff pop up online, probably. Cool. And Boris the cat has been terrorizing all of us because he's now a crackhead now that he's all healed up. So. He's a cat. What'd you expect? They are well, little satans. Uh, his favorite time of day is apparently four in the morning. So that's typical you for know. cats, it seems. Yeah. Is it really he day when it. the sun's not out? Yeah, it is to them. Anyways, that's my new. That's my stuff for this week. Well, Anthony, why don't you wrap us up? What you been getting into, sir? Uh, keeping up with my daily sketches. Uh, for when Chris goes to the comic book store, I can tell you, uh, bring your quarters. Uh, Robert Kirkman is kicking ass again and decided to do uh, the Walking Dead 163 is only 25 cents. So uh, my store was actually selling these in bundles of 10. So I got my pull list book and then I bought a bundle of 10 and started handing them out at work. Nice. And then uh, Is it a new story arc? Is that why? Uh, no, it's well, it's a continuation of the War with the Whispers. Oh. So the, well, I guess the I guess Technically, they last issue they thought they wrapped up the Whisperer War, and this is the issue you find out that no shit's not done yet. There's still a whole lot of fighting to go. And then um, I got two issues here of Invincible that I wanted to bring up. Uh, Corey Walker, uh, the original artist on Invincible, finished issue 132, his six month run on the book, which ended viciously and full of blood and guts and gore which is normally how you know most Kirkman things end. And uh, it was a fantastic book. It was awesome to see how uh, Cory Walker's artwork has changed and grown over the years. Uh, him drawing Tara, uh, Invincible's daughter, is just awesome. And yeah, the end fight scene, it's its all pretty much all Viltrumites except for Adam Eve and just whole lots of body parts getting ripped off and people getting body parts snapped and just a whole lot of killing. It was a bloody, bloody issue, which all leads into... The other 25-cent book that Kirkman put out this month, which is Invincible 133, which is Ryan Otley's first issue back for the 12-issue run called The End of All Things, where the series... Yes, the series is actually coming to an end. So Kirkman, you know, I I love the idea that he had taken so many comic book tropes and kind of turned them on their head. Every idea that you've ever seen in a superhero comic... They've almost all been covered during the course of the story of Invincible. And one of the things that he said, you know, it's kind of you know, the big superhero trope is that they're all second act. You can't end Spider-Man. You can't end Batman. You know, the, the whole point of those stories is they keep going forever, and that's how those companies make their money. And so he figured the most invincible thing to do with a superhero comic is to actually wrap it up. And so they've written out, you know, the next 12 issues, and Otley's working on it, and... Even, yeah, just this first issue, they drop a bomb in the storyline. It's like, holy shit. Yeah, it's, it's, though, this whole issue is basically a funeral. So it's it's a hell of a way to start things because now the fighting starts. Like, now they're getting ready for the last big battle. And it starts with a funeral. So yeah, they're, they're pulling no punches. I'm pretty sure the last 12 issues are just going to be bloody and chaotic and awesome. It's, it's going to be really sad to see it go because it literally is my favorite book. If I had to pull my pull list down to one book, that's the one title I would get every month. And so it sucks that it's ending, but it's also awesome because it will have a solid end. And so I'm, I'm excited to see where, where Kirkman's going to go. And yeah, I know Otley's going to draw his ass off. And then, you know, maybe we'll get to see Otley working on something else. When he uh, worked on Haunt with uh, Greg Capullo, 
that was some fantastic artwork as well. So it'll be cool to see him doing something maybe not just superhero. But yeah, he's he's a machine. The guy's done a hundred and some odd issues in ten years. Like he's almost Mark Bagley level unstoppable as an artist. And then uh yeah, I've been doing my my daily sketches, which I got those done yesterday and then actually had some extra time. So I was up a little late actually working on a drawing. Speaking of John Wick for a, nice. a an artist friend of mine. She's a, a huge John Wick fan, so I'm I'm really happy I I got the details right on the face and I didn't fuck it up when I inked it. So inking is always like the hardest part, I think. Yeah, it's one of those ones where yeah, I got done with the pencils on it and I did the nice blue line pencil so you can ink over it really easy. And I got done with the pencils and I looked at it, it's like, man, I really like the pencils. I don't want to fuck this up when I ink it. <laughs> See, I was I was really, really super careful when I started the inking on it. But yeah, it went well and so now I uh, will start the Copics get that done and sent that off to her. I got, I'm doing that one. And then, uh, another, I'm doing a, a Leslie Vernon from, uh, behind the mask for, uh, her friend, Justin Stewart. That's two artists that I'm, uh, big fans of in Lexington. So I'm going to send that off to the two of them. It's kind of a happy con season as they get ready to head into their convention season. And then, uh, thanks to SP, I spent about eight hours yesterday watching the expanse. I don't know why, but when I searched for it on Amazon Prime, I think it was two weeks ago after he talked about it, my like it wouldn't find it. It wouldn't show it in my account. And so I don't know what the hell was up with just if there was a problem with my internet or search engine or whatever, but I couldn't find it. And so Friday night, I came home, got some stuff done, and was just not feeling great. I was like, you know what? I need something funny. It's like, you know what? I haven't gone back and watched all of Alpha House yet. I had watched the pilot, but I hadn't watched the show after it got greenlit. So when I went to go look for that, I saw The Expanse was on there. It's like, oh, well, shit, SP talked that up. I got to start it. And yeah, eight episodes later, god damn, that's a good show. That's some of the best sci-fi I've ever seen. And I didn't realize that when you watch it on uh, like the Chromebook or the PC, they do an overlay on Amazon's Prime when you're watching to where like literally as an actor's in the scene, if you move your mouse, it brings up an overlay and there's headshots on the left that connect to IMDb. So oh. it's literally hooked up to where... As you're watching the show, you go, I fucking know that actor. You hover on the screen and you can click and go right to their IMDb page while you're watching the show. It's well, so cool. cool. I think yeah. it'll do it on the Fire TVs and stuff, too. Does it do it there as well? Nice. I think so. Yeah, because, of course, watching on my PS4 was something I'd never realized before. I was watching an episode while I was uh, inking the other night on my Chromebook. And, yeah, I kind of touched the mouse. I was like, oh, shit, that's the kid from The Covenant. You know, the, the boy version of The Craft which is the lead <laughs> of Expanse. I love that movie. It's, it, that it's movie him and Gambit. It that was good, terrible. terrible. <laughs> it was good, terrible. It was, it, it was him, it was Gambit, and uh, the Winter Soldier. Motherfuckers yeah. forget that was Sebastian Shaw. Like, he's the bad boy witch. <laughs> that that oh, yeah. movie was so fucking bad. <laughs> it, was so, it was good, terrible. It's just bad. Mm, but yeah, I started watching it. Yeah, literally, like, you know, moved my mouse, not realizing it. And yeah, the overlay popped up. And it's all so and so known for, and like yeah, it had the links and the information, and it and it like it it updates as you're going through scenes. So yeah, there's there's trivia, all the stuff that's basically all the information for IMDb apparently is just available on screen while you're watching shows if you're watching them on a PC or stuff. So I thought that was really cool. I'd never noticed that before. Oh, speaking of your art, previously kind of, uh, we did receive your your art this week. Okay, they showed up. Cool. Yep. Thank you. And we really like the envelope, how much it says, do not bend. And they did yeah. not bend. Nice. That seems to Yay. work pretty good for me when I actually write that on both sides. 
from from what I've heard, I've I don't I think I've only had one package that got somewhat crumpled by the U.S. Postal Service after I marked it up like that. I use Sharpie and yeah, write in big ass letters: "Do not bend, do not fold." Contains artwork. Yep, it so worked. Shit doesn't uh, show up the way uh, David A. Price, King Dap from Eleven O'clock Comics, he likes to share his uh, photos of kickstarters and artwork he's ordered from other countries that show up just fucking ruined by the u.s postal service because a lot of times i'm sorry but they're awful at their job well i mean you, you hear about people going postal for a reason so i why? see what yeah. you did there nah yeah. i did the why <laughs> i don't get it well guys okay. looking at the time right, Willie, you're a little slow It is time for us to start wrapping things up. As we wrap up, I did want to remind folks, you can find us live every Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern over on Geeks.Live and on Channel 3 of Alpha Geek Radio. If you want to get a hold of us, you can find all our contact information over on GunnaGeekNetwork.com. Just click on the ATGN button there. And the next live show you can watch on Geeks.Live is tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern. It's our friends at PopXCast. And then Monday night, of course, will be the GunnaGeek.com show. So we've got programming for you for the next two days and if you're sitting here listening to the podcast going live content i listen to this podcast on a wednesday don't worry go to geeks.live there's a calendar at the bottom of the screen that shows the scheduled live content we've got stuff going pretty much every day of the week i think except one i think now i think six out of seven days of the week we have live content right now so plenty of stuff to go see but as we wrap things up you guys have any final thoughts for us penis I'll, I'll second that penis. All right, then. <laughs> um, I guess Go pre-order the Telos tribute. I guess we wrap things up with the wise words of penis from one Naki and Willie Nelson. I was going to say seconded. It's fine. I mean, we are talking about my penis, of course, right? Like always. Of course we are. Bye, guys. We're getting out of here. Thanks for listening to this brand new episode of the All Things Good and Nerdy podcast. Don't forget, we'll be back next Sunday live at 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Central, over at live.atgnpodcast.com, channel 3 of the Alpha Geek radio app, and over at our network home at gunnageek.com slash live. If you have any feedback for the show, please contact us at atgnpodcast at gunnageek.com on our hotline number at 304-806-ATGN, or even better, go to Twitter and send us a message at atgnpodcast. The music you've heard in this show is produced by Kevin McLeod and can be found at incompetech.com.